The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
John, but I don't. Cause I know you, man. Deep down, you're still that same scared poor little boy from the slums of Cincinnati. Except the only difference is now, you're old enough to drown all your childhood trauma in alcohol like a worthless drunk. give you credit, man. You beat the habit. And it takes, you shut your mouth, fat boy! I'll give you credit, man. You kicked the habit, you got sober. And that takes a lot of intestinal fortitude, guts, bravery. You slayed your demons, you defeated your disease. But here's the problem, John. My brain is far more dangerous than your disease. And this is not just a message for you, it's a message for Jericho and Danielson. Bad things happen when people get in MJF's way. So Mox, how about you take that vacation you were planning on, bud? How about you skip Arthur Ashe? Because if I were you, I wouldn't want to be winning my AEW World title. Make no mistake about it, Albany! It's my title! You know what, John? When you came back from your little stinted rehab, you told a story about a demon. And that demon, it hanged over your head like a black cloud, and it was in your ear. And the demon told you that everything you've earned since you left those slums of Cincinnati, you don't deserve it. That demon told you he was gonna take everything away from you. Your family, your fame, your success, your fortune. Know this, John Moxley. If you do not tread lightly, you will find out that I am that demon! And I'm a demon you can't slay. Now, Albany! Let's get down to business. Not that that's something you can understand since you're all poor. A young group of gentlemen helped me procure my chip in the casino ladder match. All these men all come from different walks of life and yet they all share the same goals. Allow me to introduce to you the first ever stable on retainer led by a man who is my best friend. A man who I have known since I was 19 years old, and a man who's got more talent in his little pinky than any of you worthless pieces of shit have in your entire bodies. Stokely Hathaway and The Firm. Pulling himself up with the assistance of the ropes, Danielson as well. Because that is one of the telltale signs of just how intensely physical a contest is. Yeah, when you need to use something to pull your body weight up, you can hear the physicality of these shots by these men. But Jericho's getting ready to go down. Maybe not. Danielson trying to bring Jericho back in the hard way, but Jericho, the shots oh. to the ribs. Danielson crashes to the floor. Oh, he twisted that ankle. He rolled it or something. That was a tough lid. Oh, man, he's grabbing that left foot badly. Oh boy. 
He might have rolled that ankle up. Yeah, Ari's going to check on him now. I'll tell you what, he's not wearing traditional wrestler boots. Regal, you're going to get what I'm going to say in a minute. He's going to broke his heel, dude. You know yes, what I mean? He's yes, not, I do. He's not wearing wrestling boots. He's wearing a wrestling shoe, which is a softer, like a sneaker bottom. Yes, and, and that doesn't have the support no, on the ankle. But take a look at Danielson's ankle yeah. when he comes down. Yeah. His body kind of quivered left to right. Doctor here is checking him. Yeah, Michael Sampson is in. Aubrey called him in. Jericho's like, what? Just realizes that's just like a red rack to a ball. Sure. Letting Chris Jericho see an injured ankle, body part of that. Come on now. Oh, oh, Chris Jericho, by any means necessary, he will advance to Grand Slam. He's taking his wrestling shoe off, his kick pads up, out, off, I should say. You may not like it, but I'm telling you, it's getting the job done here. I don't like it, but I don't blame Chris Jericho right. one bit for that. Sure. It's all right. in service to get one step closer to the richest prize in our sport, the AEW World Championship. Exposed, and the whole leg is exposed, the back of his calf, his ankle, hitting that ring post again. Look at the pain that Danielson is in. That fall on the outside uh -oh. has been a game changer here, guys. And look at this. Now Jericho with the... The legs figure forward around the ring post. Oh! oh my god, that's tight as hell. That is tight as hell. Just tap out. I mean, not only was the pressure on the ankle, but it was also on the opposite leg of Danielson. See the Danielson fans, they are really concerned here at ringside. Yeah, Jericho's feeling good right now. He knows he is in control right here and probably gonna win this match. Danielson, oh! Danielson was walking lamely on that left foot. I don't think Danielson normally would turn his back to his opponent, but he's in a lot of pain. He's just trying to put weight on it. Oh no, he's gonna do a knee breaker here, guys. Jericho, the knee breaker! That may have even been a little lower on the shin tag. Yeah, right across that shin bone, the tip of the bone. Look at the smile on Jericho's face. The Wizards in control here. What, what he needs to do now is try to end the match. Jericho already looking forward to Grand Slam. He's got Danielson dead to rights. Oh, wait, Danielson hanging on. You see, he grasped the back of Jericho. Fighting his butt off here. Oh, one leg look at him fight. Such an important semi-final here. Brian Anderson will fight till the last breath is in his body. Danielson that, gets the, the ankles. It's 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 a worry. But and he hops forward. Oh, he, ambitious. That was really ambitious. Now and it played right into Chris Jericho's hands, quite literally. Oh man, the walls are in. Jericho steps in the walls of Jericho. Understanding, they think the end is nigh. And Taz, not only is there pressure on the lower back, the knees as well, but those ankles are right underneath the armpits of Jericho. That injured instep, ankle, heel, whatever's going on is getting twisted back. And I've been in this, this hole from Chris, and I do have two wrinkles. It's painful as hell, it's ruthless. God, that was exactly right. Oh, look at this. Single, single down. Putting that extra pressure in and, and using the forearm almost as a calf slicer. Yeah, Sackler's doing it. He turns it and transitions into a heel lock. Samson's not going to have no choice but to tap. Samson, look at the hand is reaching out, but he may be on the verge of tapping. I agree. That was close, man. Tearing that leg up here. You think he might go out in the paint? He might. That could happen. What does Moxie think of watching this?
Boosting it. I'm going to be dealing with Jericho. But Danielson digging in the elbows, making the army crawl to the ropes. And showing a lot of fight, a lot of heart. And Jer Jericho, all his body weight. The lower back and now dragging Danielson towards center. This is over. He's going to figure four possibly here on spinning toehold, baby. Jeez. Jericho raining down blows. Danielson was trying to slip those punches. He was able to avoid one or two of them. Jericho almost like a, a spinning toehold with those elbows. That's what I thought he was going for before, and he is. He is doing it. Uh-oh. Just at the last possible moment, the human willpower. Oh my God, what a dragon screw right there. Yeah, maybe go figure. Yeah, he's gonna go figure four. Yeah, he's right. setting him up here. That's that's gotta be. That's gotta do it. He's tough to hook that foot though. The engine focus. He has no boot on, but he Chris is able to do it. Yeah, he's got that that knee. See that right knee pounding against that ankle. Oh my God. Oh, the left knee. Yeah, just imagine the pain or whatever's going on with the heel or the Achilles tendon of Danielson. Danielson, you can see, trying to bring the pressure off, alleviate the pressure by bringing up the left boot of Jericho. That's exactly what he's doing. Now, this is just draining to watch. These well, two it's, guys. It's, it's vital. This yeah. match is everything. It's to move on to get an opportunity at the World Heavyweight Championship next week and face in the finals, John Moxley. Look at him go. Look at him go. Gotta leave it all in the ring, and these two SOBs are doing that. Oh, wait, the there transition. We there, we there we go. There we go. Uh oh, Danielson captures the arm. Yes, go on, Sunshine. Go on. LaBella, hey, fighting over Jericho. They're helping. He's loosened up with those cross faces. Jericho knows he's in trouble. He knows he's in trouble. He's getting off the grip. That grip. He's got that S grip. And the grip right across the mouth and nose of Jericho. Oh, we're getting rich back. Jericho, you can see. The fear in Chris Jericho's eyes. You don't really go, dog. Yes. Stopping that breathing in the nostrils. You don't have to worry about that injured foot with this dance, so you got to hook up pretty good. Oh, my God. And he's close. He's going to tap. Jericho's close. Yes. Here is your winner advancing in the tournament, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. What a battle. Show of appreciation by Daniel Garcia and now Lord Regal. We know next Wednesday night, AEW Grand Slam, it will be Blackpool Combat Club versus Blackpool Combat Club for the biggest prize in our sport. This has been the most incredible night so far for the Blackpool Combat Club, but it's going to be the most torturous week for all of us and for me especially when my team has got to fight each other. But the winner is going to be the AEW. World champion for sure. Here comes Box now. Here comes John Moxley. He will face Brian Danielson next Wednesday night to crown the AEW World Champion. Sub match, guys. Who will be the world champion next week? Will it be that man, Danielson? Will it be that man, John Moxley? And what condition? Will Brian Danielson be walking or limping into Arthur's Ashe Stadium in? Well, that's a key question right there, Shivani, what Excalibur just said. Both men are deserving to be in the next world champion. What a moment.
And what a night it's going to be at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Friends, teammates, it don't matter. They're battling for the big one, the AEW World title next week.
Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. And welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish I'm your host Jimmy T And my host, he's back He hasn't been on the skirmish for what, a week or two? He's the evil reset failure Evil dose, Mr. Jeff Littman What's going on, man? What's poppin' the skirmishites? <laughs> What's poppin' the skirmites? The PW Cenobites <laughs> I don't know how the long I've been in the skirmish. Probably been uh, only two or three weeks, but uh, before that, it was probably six weeks. Oh, you think it was that long? I don't know, but I, I know I know one thing for sure. I, I really hated Dynamite last night, um, partly because of the content and partly because of the opportunities that they squandered. I agree, man, one hundred percent. I did not like Dynamite at all. As a matter of fact, even the main event, I wasn't a big fan of. And I like, I, I like the main event, the match itself. But I mean, this is the problem with having Jericho basically lose everything for the last six months: is that it never felt important that he was in this tournament, or that he was like getting so serious for this match. So, you know, I, I you know, we all know what happened to get them to this, this series where they had to make decisions, but. You know, Jericho's committed to Kingston, what, about 52 times? So, yeah. I mean, you know, now he's in the World Tournament, but Kingston isn't. Not that, not that Kingston should be there either, but I don't know. This whole thing was rather haphazard. The match itself was good, but, you know, did anyone think that Jericho at 51 or 52 should be the standard bearer for this company again? Good point. I mean, maybe TK will tell you otherwise, you know what I mean? But, yeah, you're right. It's true, man. Should he be the man... For that company. I just feel like, I don't know, man. I've got a real bad feeling about AEW. I mean, and when I say that, I do feel like if WWE is interested, just say, I think 
Omega and the Bucks will jump ship in a heartbeat, dude. Well, of course they would. But, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Tony has shown that he's not really letting everyone out of contracts like he said he would. And I I don't know if I'm WW that I'd necessarily want them. I mean, on one hand, okay, you, you have now poached four out of four of the EVPs that founded... That's a big deal, bro. <laughs> However, you made a big deal about putting a lot of investment behind Cody, and Cody left because at least two of these three guys, uh, right. and and at least Tassley because one of these guys sided with the the other two. Um, you know, maybe it's not that simple, and maybe you know, in a structure like WWE, they they would never have to interact, or it doesn't matter because they're not in charge, and that would reduce some of the issues. But the other is, yeah, so sort of let them dangle for a while. I mean. Look at all, all these guys out there, uh, and women, but mostly guys who are out there who were controlling their own narrative or killing it or saying, uh, like Mike Canales or Mike Bennett, whatever his name is, uh, you know, talking shit about WWE to yeah. anyone who listens. Now he's like, <laughs> I feel like I have unfinished business there. Yeah, because nobody's paying you to wrestle anymore. And you, uh, yeah. and you, you, your bones start to hurt a little bit more because you're in your late 30s. And, and, you know, nobody's hiring Maria because she's in her 40s and WoW doesn't want her and AEW doesn't want her. And, you know, and, and maybe it'd be nice to have some money again um, or, to, <laughs> or to have a retirement nest until you, you know, can buy a sports bar in your, your sleepy town or whatever. I don't know. But you, you have, you know, EC3, you know, popping off a lot, obviously controlling his own narrative into, into the bankruptcy. Um <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, on IAW, oh, it, the first hour or so felt very minor league, and also you're right. The whole promotion sort of has a has a limping feeling, almost like I mean, this is a weird analogy, but it, but the show felt like a wounded animal. It sure did, man. It's I don't know what it is. It just feels weird, and uh, why I'm worried about it is because I I truly feel if they start losing a lot of guys, and they can't sort of you know keep up with uh keeping their guys or trying to recruit people and whatnot i mean i i don't know man i can see AEW going i don't want to say bust but like i don't know I, man i, I think bust I yeah mean, okay well let's say bust i mean tony khan will be bust but they can right. go bust which is two promotions not one because remember he bought summer all or ring of honor that's and right it may not be from him i mean the network is cutting back i mean I just saw an article yesterday that they're well in route to 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 meeting their target of cutting three billion dollars in costs this this year towards the fifty five billion dollars in debt that, that their company is in. So you know if this is not a great business maneuver to have this company you know on their TV, you know they might not renew it or they might not offer that big money extension proportionate to Raw that Brandon Thurston's you know always been assuming. So they may offer them the same money or a slight raise, but AEW has been banking on, you know, like a, a, a two or two and a half, three time what they're getting now annual budget. So, you know, but there's and then to make things more annoying, this is still very much a formulaic show. I mean, it still centers around the Jericho Appreciation Society, the Blackpool Combat Club. Now you have MJF back. So segment number two was always an MJF promo. Somewhere in between, you have Britt Baker, you know, because that's what the women's thing is around. Some, either she's in a match or she's commenting on, on a match and is around it. And then somewhere in there, insert one of your clown shows, 
whether it's Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, or or Orange Cassidy, and I, you know, I, I don't mean to call them all clown shows because really only two of them are. Really, only one of them is. Um, ever it doesn't matter. Like, like, my vacillation can can be left off air. Um, but no, yeah, please Jungle tell Boy, tell everybody. I'm I'm cool with it. No, I know. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, is Jungle Boy a clown show or isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he is. Uh, I yeah, mean, I think he is. Yeah. And he went back, and now he he just established where he could be Jack Perry, you know, no longer get away from the Jungle Boy thing. And for whatever reason, they decided to to have him op, op, lay this open challenge, and it's not Luchasaurus, he'll Luchasaurus <laughs> coming up, so he can actually change everything. And he's still calling himself Jungle Boy, still coming out to that silly music, and even worse, still coming out in coming out in the male stripper loincloth, <laughs> uh, like his worst, his most comical attire. So. Anyway, this I don't know. There's so many opportunities to reset. They could have reset, focusing around. They could have reintroduced Miro. They could have said, "What's the House of Black going to do?" I mean, they shoehorn the trios champions into a tag team title match, which of course they lost. I mean, you know, while it's stupid as fuck, Andrade was trying to lure Ten away from the Dark Order. No mention, nothing. None of, none of them are even on TV. I mean, there's things I don't. They are stupid. That I, I shouldn't be complaining about. But but instead, we have Matt Hardy back. Who asked for Matt Hardy? Who asked for Matt Hardy? And he's referencing his brother, and he's challenging Darby Allen. Why? And where's 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 Sting? Does this mean that Sting's? I, 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 it's like there's questions, but there's questions like the answers aren't interesting. They're they're irritating. They're not like cliffhangers. So. I don't know. I feel. Oh, and Wardlow's not even on the show. Who? Exactly. Um, <laughs> let's stop getting into. Let's 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 I, let's try and go in some Lit. sense of an order. Let me rant. You know, uh, <laughs> in some sort of order, so that the audience, you know, has some structure. No, I like this. I like this. I'm just kicking back, listening to what you have to say because I actually agree with everything you're saying. So What's an easy show for you so far. <laughs> hey, I'm due for an easy show. You know what I mean. But anyway. Um, this week's show comes comes our way from the MVP Arena in Albany, New York. We find out who will be competing for the vacant world title when Sammy Guevara and John Moxley and Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson do battle in the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions semifinals. Plus, interim women's champ Tony Storm teams up with Athena against Dr. Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. And uh, here we go. We start up. We start off. With a John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara for your AEW World Championship Grand Slam Tournament semi-final, um, I, I I don't know, man. I didn't really like this match, but Moxley ends up winning by pinfall via the Death Rider. I thought Guevara got too much in, but whatever. I guess they're trying to push him. I don't know what they're trying to do. This was this. You're right. This was a bad match. These guys don't work well together. They don't have good chemistry. Um, Guevara definitely got too much in, and if he was going to get more in, um, Moxley shouldn't have done that spot early where he's like, Guevara's punches, chops hurt so little that he pretends to lie down and do the Guevara thing. You know, they have Ty Conti or Anna Jay or both of them come out for the dick shot or whatever that <laughs> had no effect, which, I mean, it's just to get them, you know, paid for the night, which is dopey. Um, Guevara, when he was trying to imitate the Blackpool Combat Club style of the kicks to the face... He's so unimpactful. I mean, Sammy Guevara, I, I, you know, I've said it plenty of times. You guys have too. Every, you know, everyone probably has, at least in, in our little world of, of podcasters that are, that are more objective. Um, right. 
Sammy Guevara, he's one of the originals. I noted today that he was in AEW's very first match. He lost to Kip Sabian. Since that time, he's been in two factions with Chris Jericho. He's had some titles. And so you can say he's been elevated from indie, you know, maybe some people who watch Lucha Underground knew him or from some other places, but mostly unknown to, you know, he's he's firmly in the mid-card and, and everyone who's an AEW fan, and probably all wrestling fans know his name. So he's been elevated, but he hasn't been elevated more since like month three on TV to this moment. He And Kip Sabian, if, if anything, is worse. Um so yeah this this these two guys together didn't work at all i don't think anybody in the arena by the way there was maybe 1200 people there (laughs) yeah i saw yeah it's terrible i don't think and i mean did anyone think that that there was any risk of sammy guevara winning this match If, if nothing else like mjf cutting a promo last week only about john moxley uh, and he didn't mention Sammy Guevara. He didn't mention Chris Jericho. He didn't mention Brian Danielson. I mean, he sort of did it again, but he was down. He, you know, he he only omitted one person this this week. Um, I mean, it, it's almost like in, in they're spoiling things. I mean, Chris Jericho actually spoiled the winner of one of the matches and cutting a promo, which might have been pre-recorded. Maybe it wasn't. Either way, he either way he spoiled it or the production team spoiled it by him saying who he's going to face next week before the match aired. Um, this is just this is just amateurish. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, it just feels like they they're not they haven't recovered. And I know there's people out there now that are pointing to the CM Punk EVP thing a work, especially because Punk planned on saying what he was saying. That doesn't mean it wasn't a shoot. It right. just means he planned on saying what he was going to say. That doesn't mean TK knew. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? So. It makes it worse. It was it was, it was premeditated hijack. Exactly. It exactly. wasn't it wasn't heat of passion. That that, right. that means that he he in his mind thought he was doing something he needed to do by being unprofessional, hijacking the, the conference from his boss, belittling his boss, uh, belittling the, the media, belittling the EVPs who are technically his superiors, I suppose. Yeah, um, I guess. And and bearing a pay-per-view and storyline. I mean, some of the least professional things you could do. If this happened, I mean, you know, Brock Lesnar apparently in a huff a few weeks ago ran out for about 10 minutes, cooled down, and came back in, and everyone was making the whole big thing about comparing him to Sasha and Naomi, and then, oh, it's a it's a white oh, versus black thing, it's AW versus oh. WWE thing. I mean, this it's, it's CM Punk that's doing it, and, you know, the, his stands still think everything he does is great, and then the... the and then the AEW fans, who are not necessarily his fans, are sort of divided. They're not really sure what, you know, there, there are some people in, in on either side. Most of them, I think, are just confused. It'd be nice to think it's a work, but it's it's clearly not. I mean, if it's a work, there'd be something better than what we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, if it was a work, why would you do it off camera? Why would you not acknowledge it on television? You know what Where's I mean? the money in the work? If there was a work, exactly. once you found out Punk was injured, right. there's no payoff in nine months. You're spot on. I, I 100% agree with you. And this is why I hate this argument, because people will try to tell me it's a new way of kayfabe and blah, blah, blah. But they're not catering to those type of fans. They're not catering to the person that's going to switch the channel and say, oh, wrestling, and start watching it. They're catering to you know fan bases like us. To the marks, it is what it is, you know what I mean? And that's, this is a very small niche. 
a wrestling work is Daniel Bryan teasing that they had a broken ankle on TV. Right, exactly. Not a wrestling work. A wrestling work, the best wrestling work in history was the was the outsiders. Absolutely. And this is so many levels more complex than that, that and to have no plan. I mean, who would come up with this tournament to be it? Who who would come who would come up with Kenny Omega comes back after eight months on the shelves? In, whether whether real or imagined, one of your biggest stars in the company, one of the best wrestlers in the world, real or imagined, true or perceived, and he's suspended two weeks after his return, and, and right up, after winning the trios, yeah, right. exactly. What for? For what? At at the same time when Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are injured, one has neck surgery, the other one is, I mean, a really long time to be out on a concussion. And you drop the other guy from Red Dragon, which was clearly the story. So you're giving up on it, you know, on one entire story. So clearly you're investing in the in the trio champions, you know, being involved in some other big fuss and feud that doesn't involve Red Dragon, because otherwise you wouldn't have let Bobby Fish go before all this happened. Um, and you're calling this a work? No, it, it, none of it makes sense. There's this, there's nothing in the AEW toolbox that, that makes this. That it says. You know that this can be a work, and that it would make a bit of sense. I mean, if anything, I'll sort of believe the MJF thing. I still won't because it took too damn long, and it's been too. It's been you know it was handled too awkwardly in the beginning, and handled too awkwardly at the end. I mean, by the way, isn't MJF even getting a little stale? Isn't this sort of tired? Insults the crowd, goes insults his opponent. You know, does the hey fat boy kind of thing, and then. You know, I mean, isn't, isn't, you know, after three years, does he sort of add a material other than insulting real life things of his opponents? You're spot on. It's cheap heat, Jeff. That's all it is. And people think he's the best talker since sliced bread. Break the talk, right? Yeah. I mean, seriously, people truly think he's the best talker on the planet. And yeah, hey, he's a great fucking talker. No doubt about it. But I could generate that sort of fucking heat by saying what he says. You can generate that sort of heat by what he says. Anyone can. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? And that's my problem with the way he delivers shit. Because everyone has a big ooh and ah because he swears. He says shit. Or he says fucking Mark. You know what I mean? Did he even curse last night? I didn't hear any curse. He did. He did. He did. He did. He said shit right at the end of his promo. Okay. Once. Once. That was it. He said shit once. Big deal. I mean, you know, that that's you know, that this is this is PG. PG MJF doesn't doesn't hit the same and there's no no planned blood. I mean, I know that uh, Hobbs, you know, busted it the inside of his mouth, but that was real blood and that was clearly not planned. Um, right. so you know, this, this is no raunchier than NXT. <laughs> <laughs> which NXT was a good show as a matter of fact I dare say it was a better show than this well NXT I, I you know it's been NXT was okay uh, you know my expectations when I turn on an NXT show are so much different than when I turn on you know a, a major league show um, well of course so it, it's different it's like you know it's the difference between going in to see Saving Private Ryan and, and going in to see you know Aquaman Oof. I'd rather saving Private Ryan any day, to be honest. <laughs> sure, but when you have Steven Spielberg with you know Matt Damon and Tom Hanks and Ted right, Danson, but... you know all those cast of Oscar winners and things like that, versus like you know uh, 
a superhero flick and you basically already know the plot. I mean, you know, your expectations are different or whether you're going to go see Deadpool. You know, it's different. Well, that's true. Yeah, you can't compare them. That's that's true. But yeah, like like I said, man, these companies just better be careful because people are getting sick of this shit. I'm actually interested to see when the ratings come in. Have the ratings come in yet, actually, Jeff? Not yet. They come in usually around 4 o'clock Eastern, so in about an hour and 20 minutes, probably. Uh, I'm predicting under 900,000 aggregate. (laughs) So am I. I dare say, can we go real low? Can we go... 800 between 780 and 800 or is that too low i feel a little bit like the the republicans in the u.s with the (laughs) case and that you know they they caught the dog you know and now they don't know what the fuck to do i mean the dog caught the car and now dog doesn't know what the fuck to do with the car um so i want to be careful i'm usually a week early in my projections of doom so i'm it's probably gonna be more like 925 but it will be crazy and this week wasn't very good and you know the last match was the best match, but I don't know that that many people would stick around. So let's just put it this way. I think you're low, but I wouldn't be shocked if you're right. Right, but I won't be right. That's just way too low, let's be honest. You're probably right. Look, because the thing about this fan base, they will look at the main event, oh, Jericho versus Danielson number two, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll probably sell some you know, eyeballs, that's for sure. So I will say I wouldn't be surprised if they scratched the meal again. But I'm I'm leaning realistically towards nine nine eighty or something like that. That's my realistic number, anyway. Nine eighty, I, I think it's too high. But um, okay, listen. I, <laughs> Believe I, me, I want it to be like seven hundred range. It's like a laugh. But I posted something on Twitter today on my primary account, so the at Icarus fell MD one in case I forget later. I think I posted <laughs> eight ninety. I'm going to stick to that. You know, anywhere between eight ninety and nine forty, I wouldn't be shocked. Nine eighty, I think. I really, I sincerely think that's too hot. And they didn't even showcase your so-called huge star that they just built in uh, Garcia. Sure, you saw him on the screens at the back, but psh, that was it. And no, you. Right. I mean, it's oh, the arguments this week were so stupid. Like Dave Meltzer somehow said one point will one point one million people were watching that match at the end of the match. What's he talking about? The the chart was right there. It was straight down. It was like 881 by the end of the match. And it was about 891 at the start of the match. Like people tuned out like in droves. Like there were two different places where people, you know, where there were big crowds. But most of it was just like. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I don't know. People are delusional, especially when it comes to AEW. It is what it is. But let's get back to actually Dynamite. Because obviously we've got a lot to say about this damn company. And, uh. We will obviously get back to things, but as we come back from a commercial, Maxwell Jacob Freeman makes his entrance and angrily demands his music get cut. He tells Albany to shut up as he storms to the ring to cut his promo. He says he hasn't slept a wink since he went toe-to-toe with John Moxley last week. And why? It's because he saw the look in his eyes, the look of a man who has no fear, and that pisses him off. You see, a podium in the ring, an MJF 2020 sign, he's not the same kid he met the first time, he ain't playing a character, but John is. Walking around all tough, big, bad John Moxley. He's as much of a joke as these schmucks. And he calls him an uneducated redneck dumbass from the sticks and says he got bullied as a kid. And that makes a man put on a front and he's built a great we character. Take a, we take a break right here and you can pick it up right from there. Please. this Because for one, I mean, he, he comes out and... John Moxley shows no fear. So is he saying that Wardlow showed fear that 
the Jar the inner circle showed fear. Every other feud he's been in, people have showed fear. I don't think so. And they're saying that Moxley's the one that plays the character, not him. But what was the last part? Repeat what he just what you just said and he said. Uh, the last part was um, he's not the same kid he met the first time. He ain't playing a character, but Johnny's. Yeah, no, oh, he said that John was oh, yeah, no, no. as a kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look yeah, at yeah, MJF's right. most famous promo of this year, the one where he was bullied by the football team. Oh, yes. They called him You're G-boy. right. Yes, you're he's, spot he's, on. He's rehashing his own material against himself. This is the best he came up with against John Moxley. And then he, then he got then he has to go to the obvious low-hanging fruit, but then he backs away from it. He's like, you're drunk. Then he goes, but I give you credit. You kicked the habit. I know I'm getting ahead of you now. But he should have no, said, no. I don't believe you kicked the habit. Look at you. You've gotten fat. You want to take time <laughs> off. You can't even make that decision to commit to your family. Sounds like a drunk to me. I mean, that's, that's where he should have gone with that. But nope, we've got a stifled MJF, it seems. Because I think he's not stupid enough to realize that what you just said, he can't be. There's no way. I, this is clearly TK telling him what to say and shit. Like, I think, anyway. I but think uh, Well, if that's the case, I mean, that's not what MJF's supposed to be about. And TK, it's not It's not very good. I mean, listen, MJF, I disagree with you. I think that MJF has a really good delivery. I think he's got a better delivery than most people. No, 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 he does. Uh, don't get it twisted. He's got a great delivery. It's just what he says. And when I say the delivery, like, he's just angry. But I like it. It's not that I don't like it. But it's just cheap heat. It's what he says. Like anyone can say that shit. That's my problem. You know what I mean? What are they done? And he sounds like he, you know, he means it, or he's so over the top. He's like Steve Colbert, you know, playing the playing. <laughs> he's over the top, but he sure looks like he means it. Yeah, he he plays it to a T. He he lives his gimmick. Um, so okay, so I, I don't know who who came up with it, but uh, you know, I I just can't see it. It it the 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 content was not usual MJF quality. Uh, and if TK told him what to say, that doesn't seem what MJF would be doing. That doesn't seem like, right. you know, so anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, well, look, I'll just, I'll say one thing. I still think MJF is the best young pro wrestler in the world right now, in my opinion, as an overall package. He is pretty much that good. You know what I mean? But it's just, if he does his own stuff and says what he wants to say, he's totally tremendous. If he has to get told bullet points, eh, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Tonight, like you said, wasn't he the one that was getting bullied? Wasn't he the one getting called Jew boy and whatnot? Mm-hmm. And he was crying. He was in tears practically saying it. Right. Right? Yeah. But people yeah. now want to forget that. Right. So, but, but John Moxley was the one bullied, not him. He's a true tough guy. I mean, do people have no memories? I do. <laughs> and I'm old. No, you're right. It's it's crazy, man. But anyway, he goes on to say he's built a great character, which is why these morons chant his name every week. They can chant all they want, but he doesn't buy it, and he knows that Mox is the same scared little boy. He might have slain his demons and beaten his disease, but MJF's brain is stronger than than the, the disease. And this is a message for Jericho, for Jericho and Danielson too. Bad things happen when people get in his way. So take that vacation you were planning on, skip Arthur Ashe, because if he was Mox, he wouldn't want to be winning Max's AEW World Championship. And make no mistake, and make no mistake, it's his title when John came back from rehab. He told the story about a demon hanging over his head and telling him everything he earned he doesn't deserve. That'd take everything away 
And if he doesn't tread lightly, MJF says, Moxley will find out that he is that demon and he's a demon that he can't slay. On another note, he talks about the stable of men that helped him win the chip, which totally didn't make sense going from that to this. But anyway, the first ever stable on retainer, led by a man who is his best friend, who has more talent in his little pinky than any of you worthless pieces of shit. That's where he swore. Mm-hmm. Having your entire bodies, Stokely <laughs> Hathaway and The Firm. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, listen, he made, a, he had a nod to Jericho and Danielson somewhere in here, but he's so focused on Moxley. I feel like it's almost telegraphing something. But, I mean, don't people expect Brian to win and Moxley to take his vacation? So maybe it's maybe it's a telegraph swerve. Maybe this is the work. I mean, if that's the case, but doesn't seem like there's going to be an MJF-Moxley feud no matter what happens, which wouldn't make sense if, you know, if Moxley loses to to brian and then you know you have mjf i mean should moxley just get a title shot because the rankings don't mean anything anymore i mean you know we're seeing that the 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 women's title there's there's you know nothing makes sense um (laughs) nothing i mean nothing makes sense period but uh yeah you're right this thing about the firm and and then all of a sudden it's like um mjf just introduces best friends and he i mean i wish he just threw down a smoke bomb like a magician and disappeared <laughs> it was like all of a sudden he's gone he's just gone i oh, know that's true down. that was true he just disappeared you're right he done a great muda when he when he does his entrance you know with the the yeah. mist and then psh, there so comes muda. first yeah first uh, faction retainer i mean didn't he hire the the uh, butcher and the blade and the bunny early on didn't he wasn't the whole thing that he was paying the um the Andrade Eagle? and Andrade. Oh yeah, and he hired Andrade. I mean, that's been his whole thing is is having people on retainer in some form of. I mean, on, I don't know. This this whole thing was so weird, and this whole faction is. I mean, to talk about a group that has no chemistry with each other. <laughs> well, look to his credit, he does have history with a lot of those guys, though, in the past from the Indies. Again, it's a very small niche. Well, Will Mo- Morrissey is one of them. But who who has history? Oh, MJF. MJF, sorry. Yeah, well, he disappeared. He left. <laughs> right, right. That's true. That's true. He did disappear. But he does have history with a lot of those guys in that ring, including Stokely Hathaway. Sure, big deal. Every wrestler does. Any wrestler that's been around for 10 years has worked with all of the wrestlers. Or Yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. No, you're right. Well, enter Stokely. As he says, it's not Sunday, but you're about to hear some gospel some time ago, he flew from Orlando, Florida to New York City to meet his best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He was disenfranchised and wanted to quit AEW until he told him if he quits, he'll give everyone exactly what they want. So they sat down and prayed, <laughs> God, and came up with a logical solution. Everyone in this ring on retainer, the MJF support system while they gain opportunities for themselves. And this is one of the rare times you'll see them all together because when Max doesn't need them, they all go their separate ways. So, Interesting. so the Jew and the Christian pray together. <laughs> Fuck the vino, Jeff. I mean... About uh, wrestling. Not about world About games. wrestling. <laughs> yeah. About professional wrestling, Jeff, or yes. Or anything that's, <laughs> you know, you know, the division in the world, in the country, the Great Reset, failure. Jesus. Um, no, they, they prayed about his wrestling career together. Okay. Yeah, I know. He's crazy. Anyway, he admits he's not a publicist, a manager, or an assistant. He's a friend, just a friend, a friend who has a network 
and connections to make anything and everything happen. by the baddies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you wish you had a friend like him. Everything he's done since Double or Nothing has been a con to infiltrate the system from kicking it with Dr. B. Baker to watching reruns of Living Single with the House of Black. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, he goes on to say. And, and on one hand that's love and affection from our black queens now he didn't have to go there but also it means the juicier the gossip the more power it holds you're black we got it exactly exactly and black male turns him on so let's talk about what everyone's here for morrissey big bill he wants to do whatever he wants and they appreciate him and love him lee moriarty his brother all praises due to allah now suddenly he's muslim trust him and he will provide it's time for this young man to become a star and also bring some honor back to the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. The guns. They are not boys, Jeff. They are men. And they no longer want to walk in the shadow of their broke-ass daddy. And you may not even take them seriously on their way to the tag titles, but you sure will. And just quietly, Stokely, I bet Billy Gunn has got more money than he does. Just quietly. <laughs> Ten times over. Easily. Anyway... Last but not least, though, Jeff, we got Ethan Page, his main man. He's known, he's known him for over 10 years. They've been up and down the road, best friends and bitter enemies, and he knows he wants to represent his beautiful home country of Canada and win the All-Atlantic Championship, Jeff. When were they best friends and worst enemies? When? I assume in the independence, man. Really? I mean, because Stokely Hathaway's been, been in NXT for like the last three years or so. He was in the Indies before that. Sure he was, but Ethan Page was in Impact for a while before that. I mean, Stokely was in MLW. Ethan Page wasn't. That's true, but who knows? But I will say one thing. He got the biggest pop out of the whole lot of them, though. <laughs> Terrific. Listen, I mean, you know, he just goes from group to group to group where he, you know, he keeps he's going to be a solo star. Listen, at least Canada borders the Atlantic. I mean... Just like, but, I mean, Morrissey looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked like he didn't want to say, you know, the whole I love you thing was awkward. He, no, oh, that was bad, dude. He's the biggest guy. He's clearly not their centerpiece. He's the only one who had no goal. He just wants to do whatever the hell he wants. He's He doesn't want to get revenge on Warlord, so he doesn't want the TNT title. He doesn't even he's want to win the Warlord title. He doesn't <laughs> want to prove he's a great wrestler, so he's not going after Cesaro or Samoa Joe. Not interesting. Lee Moriarty, his big goal is the Ring of Honor, pure championship, to put honor back. He's in a heel faction and he wants to do it. Meanwhile, Stokely, pure. like you said, he's 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 Islamic here, so he's like he's like a bad guy coexists bumper sticker. Um yeah. <laughs> it's so true. That, that, then the, the gun boys, I mean, don't they feel less important all of a sudden rather than more important? Like at least this yeah. should come out dressed in the same outfit. They should have like been matching something something. It didn't even make sense. He's like, when we have business to take care of, we'll be together. Other than that, we've got our separate ways. But I'm going to outline what every one of these guys is going to do, except for him who doesn't love me. He doesn't, he'll do whatever he wants. I mean, none of it made I mean, listen, Stokely tried. He's like Eddie Kingston. He tries to make things make sense, but sometimes you just can't make things make sense that don't. <laughs> no, you're spot on, man. And they end it with, they are the firm, and you only have two options, Jeff. Run with them. Or run from them. I mean, didn't it, they're the firm? Aren't they more like you know a group that you know has an office sharing agreement that maybe shares the cost of maintenance and the receptionist and the copy machine? <laughs> but like other than who that, knows, sort of they're not necessarily tied to each other. You know, 
they have different liability insurance. I, I don't know. Did I mean his whole description didn't sound like they were the firm. It's a, it sounded more like they were villains for hire. But other than yeah. that, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, they do their own thing. I don't know. I've said the same thing twice now. But this this was this this was a miss for me. I mean, God knows AW has enough enough factions, and this one didn't make sense. And he tried, but they're. I don't know. There should have been more connective tissue. They they should have, like I said, matching outfits, at least like not even like 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 uh, like diamond mines, like you know tracksuits <laughs> or something. Something right. to make it look like they're a team and a group, or all in suits. You know, something where the firm we're in business together. So, something you know that we're in a mutually beneficial uh, arrangement of of independent contractors. We're the joint venture. I don't I don't know whatever the joint you know, venture. Obviously, as a lawyer, it doesn't make sense when you say we're we're we'll be together when we need to be to help MJF. Other than that, we're gonna do our own thing, and then to call yourself a firm. I mean, I don't know how many people care about that kind of thing. I mean, more people are are debating whether it's the old, you know, uh, rock and roll band from the '80s versus apparently there was a a rap supergroup that that imploded in the in the ox, uh, or if they just picked a name because you know the, you know. We all deal with law firms or accounting firms. Like, oh, we'll call ourselves the firm, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> the, the law firm, yeah, that's it. Exactly. No, you're right. I mean, but didn't you say they weren't a crew unless yeah, that's MJF? That's why it doesn't make sense. So they are a crew then, I guess, in the end. Except when they're not. But the, the, the firm, <laughs> but, but, but our firm is not very firm. I mean. <laughs> Could they be called the germ? And we just misheard it the firm but our foundation is based on sandstone i mean i i don't know <laughs> I, I i want things to make sense and stokely tribe but this does i mean i don't know i mean call them so, the association that they're associated or the affiliates you know <laughs> the affiliates. i don't know the afa <laughs> or afa hey. oh it's our already have andrade family office it's too close oh yes that. you're right I no you're right whatever uh this company man well, we go from bad to worse, actually, it did Jeff. Because <laughs> we got Jungle Boy Jack Perry. No, he's not a man. It's still Jungle Boy. Versus Jay Lethal. Ah, oh, man. I feel bad for Jay in this match. But anyway, Jungle Boy wins by submission with a snare trap. So, it was so weird, though. I mean, listen, I'm not necessarily complaining that Sanjay Dutt and crew are like off of Samoa Joe, even the last time I saw them, Samoa Joe was beating them off. And, you know, and this is as good as anything. And, you know, but it, it, it made no sense. It, it made no sense in the conference. I mean, we already talked about Jungle Boy. He, he should be Jack Perry now. He should change his gear. Why it's not with Lucha Why he's not target? Why why he's doing an open challenge to prove he's his own man? He should be challenging Luchasaurus to prove he's his own man. Maybe that's that's they want to push that down the line so they come up with open challenge. So now you have Lethal and crew who've been in this title match and are supposed to be a group lose. You know, he's I mean, a <laughs> I knew you Sorry. were working on something, but I didn't know what you were working on. <laughs> I had to because you, the payoff was not worth it. <laughs> exactly. Well, look, since everybody wants to be a man now in professional wrestling, if you've noticed, and it goes both ways, it goes into WWE, it goes into AEW. Everybody wants to be a man. The problem is, Jeff, no one's a man. No. Well, there, there are men here or there, even in AEW. I think. Moxie's a man. They're, they're a man. This is, this is, you know, Britt Baker's a man. I mean, she's 
Becky Lynch is a man. Yeah, Serena Deep's taking care of her shit. Right? <laughs> you know, for, for, for whatever story they give her or, or role. Um, nah, the, this whole thing, I mean, it just it just seemed very put together. And, and since it was very shoehorned, why would you have that pre-recorded promo? It should have been Jack Perry issues an open challenge. And then you see like Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh and whatever, like they're guarding Gorilla. Maybe like Tony Nese tries to go there and he <laughs> gets in his way and they all nod. And then Jay Lethal goes, I'll take you on. I mean, I don't care that Jay Lethal is back to being a job or big deal. I mean, it's, 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 it's not important. It's so sad, dude, seeing Jay Lethal in this position. Look, maybe he's happy. Maybe he's happy to be doing this shit for, you know, he's getting up there in age. But I feel like he's still got a lot to offer in professional wrestling. But I just now he's just Harrison a... came out and goes, you know, somebody once asked me if I was Jungle Man. Well, today I'm <laughs> to the world, I am Jungle Man. Jungle Boy, I accept your challenge. <laughs> See, but isn't that Pro Wrestling 101? Even that would be more interesting. I've then... said I'm not clever. That's the thing. Wrestling doesn't have to be hard. It's it not. Hard. That's the thing. But how do they complicate it, Jeff? I don't get it, bro. I don't know. I mean, let Billy Corgan draft the thing. Like, give Billy Corgan a a, a budget and, and real TV, and he can put together a pretty good wrestling show. I mean, it's like it's like we can't get like all the pieces to to match at the same time. And by the way, I'm I'm gonna have things to say about WWE as well because I mean, to me, the honeymoon may not be over for Triple H, but <laughs> but it's it's time to look at some things really hard. So. Um, and, and is it and time to play the game finally actually Jeff? it is time to play the game and it's time it's time to read the rules and 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 see what, <laughs> what is and what isn't happening and, and be a little objective i mean listen the, I, I know there's a difference between us being a skeptic and being a cynic and just being plain old dour um <laughs> but, but there's things to talk about so i'm not a cynic yet but i'm seeing some things where i'm like they don't really know what they want to do here either do they um so they're in a slow motion reset anyway yeah, this was stupid. Um, I didn't really care who won. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm relieved that there wasn't interference and it wasn't prolonged. Uh, I mean, Jungle Boy and Satnam Singh would be hysterical. <laughs> oh, God. It's like John Gonzalez going up against Rey Mysterio. It's exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, I mean that be hysterical? <laughs> uh, it would. It actually would. Maybe borderline interesting, actually. Right. I mean, you I mean, have them sing for launch Jungle Boy like uh, Kevin Nash to Ray Mysterio into the yeah, like a lawn dart, right? Absolutely, why right. not? I mean, I'm down for that if it puts him out, because right now, I mean, look, man, nothing against Jack Perry, I just don't want him on my television screen, straight up. <laughs> I, I've never wanted him on my television screen, so thank you for catching up to me. I, I, I mean, and again, it's not really anything against him. I mean, the whole act and whatever, but. But it's it, it's just AEW's like insistence on having like every indie darling nonsense here. It's like I mean, it's like there's characters and people are supposed to say there's great, but like when they try the same stupid stuff on NXT 2.0, it's stupid. And they're right, it is. But NXT 2.0 was at least the developmental petri dish where they're trying to see what gimmicks work and don't work. On AEW, just because like they were successful, like in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Toledo, Ohio, and and Akron then then we have to watch it on, on prime time every week for three years. Jungle Boy's a stupid gimmick, but they gave him an out. He's Jungle Man. You know what else is crazy? This, and I'm going backwards now in Jungle Man. Or Jack I'm going 
Well, yeah. I'm going back now a little bit to about the EVP CM Punk thing being a work or a shoot. Well, we've got Grand Slam next week, right? And they haven't sold all their tickets yet this time around. And when you really think about it, how weak is the card compared to if you still had the EVPs and Punk on there? It looks like a pretty weak car, but it's not. Listen, I, I will say again, it wouldn't be that hard to put together a good card. They put together a, a, a good Forbidden Door card if, if you want to. Right, I mean, absolutely, yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed it. Put put Miro against Brody King. You oh, know, I forgot Miro, about Miro. Miro against Buddy Matthews, like tell you know something like that. You know, have you know, you could you could put to, have, have there be. A fatal four-way for tag team. You could put the the young guns or whatever they're calling themselves now. The definitely not ass boys in there. You want your fr- you know butcher and blade. You want your friends' private party in there. Uh, how about Andrade and Rouge in, in there? I mean, they they have tag teams. We just forget about them because we only see. I mean, God forbid FTR you know gets gets a shot at the, <laughs> at the AEW tag team champions. I mean. Wasn't Josh Woods challenging Wardlow? Now he's challenging Samoa Joe. What? What, 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 what is this? And why does Josh Woods get these? Th- I mean, I like Josh Woods, but he's done zero in AEW. Zero. He looks a lot better right now in AEW than he did in uh, Ring of Honor, though, I must say. He's in better shape, I think. He, he might be a bigger, but it's also he's next to people who don't look like professional wrestlers, and he looks like a That's professional true too. wrestler. So at, at 230, he looks like he's 280. I mean, it, it's like a it's like a New York, se- you know, an, a New York seven is an Iowa five, you know. <laughs> well, Jeff, let's continue back to dynamite because it goes from bad to worse to plain out outrageous, in my opinion. We get a training video for Hook and Action Bronson. Oh, I said that wrong. A New York seven is an Iowa ten. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> I'd have to talk to Jago about that one. Anyway, like I was saying, we get a training video for Hook and Action Bronson. Luigi Primo is interviewed backstage, but he doesn't get a word in Edgewise before All Ego Ethan Page blasts him with a boot as Danhausen rolls up and All Ego tells him that his road to the All-Atlantic title starts with the Jester on Friday and then we go to a break. What the hell, dude? Clown show, clown show. More Tony Khan needing to do the indie darling of the week and put him on TV instead of somebody real. At least Ethan Page took him out right away. And fine, at least he has to have a journey to get to the to get to get the All-Atlantic title. But apparently, Orange Cassidy doesn't need to have a journey. Oh, my God. Well, we'll get to that in a second. And just quietly, that pizza guy, that Luigi Primo, apparently his son are like people want him back, dude. That's the talk on the internet. Please get him away. It's so cheesy. You're welcome. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you people? Anyway, back from commercial, we get footage of Darby Allen doing stunts at Nitro Circus. Matt Hardy clapped. Yeah, I know. He looks like a child on that little thing with the little helmet on. (laughs) He's Jeff Hardy. Don't you know? Don't you know where this is leading? They've been listening to our shows lately, Jeff. This is so leading to the Hardy Boys 2.0. You know. This mm-hmm. way, Matt Hardy's going to be the, the manager. Like, you know what I mean? And Jeff and Darby are going to be the new Jeff and Jeff boys. Jeff? Basically. I, I mean, if they bring Jeff back, they're complete idiots. I mean, first of all, Jeff, Jeff's going to be doing time in two different states. I don't know, man. But that's where I feel like it's going. But anyway, um, Matt Hardy claps about it and says Darby raises the bar for doing extreme things. 
and it reminds him of the match he had with his brother a few months back. He's dabbled in extreme himself, and Allen's been a great rival and a great partner, and Hardy's challenging him to a match on Rampage to start his road back to the top. But you Matt, know, you, you ain't going back to the top. You never were at the top. They, they could put somebody with Darby that might make sense for that. They were having Russell. I mean, didn't Brian Pillman used to be a high flyer? Like, couldn't they? Put he was initially. Darby? Maybe they could be like the, the, the new team extreme with Matt Hardy as the manager. I mean, I'm not <laughs> Come interested on, dude, in Matt Hardy. It's I'm team like, extreme 2.0. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. 2.0 or 3.0. But, you know. Well, 3.0, they, yeah. They, they have all these people on their roster. You know, they, they love Dante Martin. You know, stop making them lose. Put him with Darby so he can win. I, you know, but Matt's going to be the manager. But then what, what's the role for Sting? Do we, I mean, is he going to turn evil and he'll be the new leader of the House of Black? Ooh. <laughs> the House of Sting. It's Sting. Right. The Black Scorpion is back. Oh, God. Oh, I wouldn't put it past him, Jeff. It was Flair, everyone. The whole time, Flair. <laughs> and then it sounds like Paul Bearer we're doing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is getting ridiculous. And we're still bordering ridiculousness because we get Matt DiMartino versus Powerhouse Will Hobbs. I guess Hobbs wastes no time and it's over. Spine buster done. Thank goodness. And, he, and Hobbs caught a kill over promo. I, I would invest in this guy. I mean. Absolutely. They, they want to do a reset you know i tell you the truth like like if if you knew that you had this guy who looked like this and could work like this and could talk like this and you wanted to do a reset you should have put him in the tournament and had to be an upset win and you have your your first african-american aw world champion you've got a young champion he's a homegrown guy no dispute where else he came from either you know he, he didn't come from anywhere else and and you're telling the world we're starting over. We're starting with our own people. It's it's not all old WWE veterans. Let's just take that off the table. Yeah, but they're not going to do that, clearly, are they, Jeff? I mean, <laughs> I mean, why else do you squash Ricky Starks and how he comes out of the out of the out of the audience? First of all, he looks so slight. That for I I had trained my mind to forget how slim he is. So I he, told you, I was telling you this just you yesterday, know, Jeff. I'm trying to adapt, and they don't <laughs> let me, Jimmy. They don't let me. And he comes out and he looks smaller than the crowd. And I he's know. Doing the stupid pose. You lost in four and a half minutes in a squash. Why? Why should Hobbs give you any time? Why, why shouldn't he be done with you? Go back to the end of the line. You want to? You want to? You want to match with Powerhouse? You know. You start start back there and beat the mouse. God, it's so true, man. And 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 I'm glad you pointed out. That when he was coming through the crowd, it made the crowd look so much bigger than Starks. I hate to say it, man, but you're spot on with that. But anyway. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. Post-match. He's like the Parasca man with the elongated skulls. Jeez. Well, post-match, Powerhouse Hobbs gets on the mic. He says he beat Ricky Starks at All Out and doesn't get him wrong. Ricky's tough. And don't get him wrong, sorry, Ricky's tough. He spent 21 months in the trenches with him, grinding at All Out. It only took four minutes and 35 seconds to beat him. Now that that chapter is closed, it's time to open a new chapter in the Book of Hobbs, and it starts tonight. As we then, well, clearly that chapter didn't start because we see Ricky Starks make his way down the steps and through the crowd, and he gets in the ring and wails on Hobbs with rights and lefts and a mic shot. As the death, I hated that mic shot just quietly because Hobbs just stood there like a quail 
waiting for it to happen. But and, it is where's what it the is. factory now? Aren't they supposed to be having his back? Aren't they? No, no. He pretty much. Happen. No, no. Well, he didn't he say the week before on Rampage like he's done with him. He's gonna yeah, go but, after him. But he was always done with them. They were always volunteering for him, like sort of like Champa was doing to the Miz. Like, like listen, I don't need to see the factory on my TV either. But this would have been a place like let them have let Starks have to go through the factory to get back to Hobbs. Maybe let him work his way to Hobbs while Hobbs is trying to work towards something else. I mean, isn't it funny that 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 everyone that, that Hobbs has beaten, I mean <laughs> All right. I'm trying to think of like Team Taz, like it, you know how it's all, you know, all, all of them have turned on each other. They have like nothing to do with each other. Yeah, but and there was no like story on why they broke up and how they broke up and like like should just... at least want the FTW title. He's the only member of former Team Taz that didn't have it. Say, <laughs> I was better than all of you. I showed you with Cage. I showed you with Starks. And and Hook, I'm coming after you now. No, but they they have Hook in the Superstar program with more Jericho Appreciation Society guys and some garbage man named Action Bronson. <laughs> he's a rapper. He's a tough, decent rapper. But yeah, I don't know. What all I know is he put on all that weight right back in a heartbeat, dude. Believe it or not, right back. I I can't believe it. Obviously, I don't know who he is, so I can't comment on that further. Oh, well, well, anyway, he's all right. He's half decent. He eats a lot. He's even got a food show on Vice, as a matter of fact, Jeff. That, that, that seems to be somewhere he should be. But, like, <laughs> is he bringing in new viewers? Is he is he big enough that anyone knows? Are they promoting this? I mean, it's like a few weeks ago when they were in Buffalo. They didn't promote that West Side Gun was on the show. Like, that's not going to bring me to watch the show, but I'm watching it anyway. I don't, I've heard of West Side Gun. If someone said, who's West Side Gun? I'd say, rapper? And I would have been right. Yeah, it would have been, been a guess. But, like, People might tune in to see West Side Gun. People might tune in to see Action Bronson or a show with West Side Gun and Action Bronson. I mean, if, you, if you're a fan, I mean, don't they want to get younger people, you know, that are into music and hip-hop and pop culture tune in into the show? I mean, think- promote these things. Don't make it a surprise for just the, the few people who are still watching your, your ill-conceived <laughs> main event. Oh, it's it's cringe, dude. It's cringe. It is what it is. But um, Action Bronson was terrible. This training scene, he just did the same thing over again. He's he's hitting. Well, yeah. Well, does this mean we're gonna get Hook and Action Bronson now in some sort of fucking tag match? Come the next paper. next week in Queens. Oh, what next week at Grand Slam? Yeah, this this is wow. This is their bad bunny moment. Oh god! Too soon. Too soon. And they're gonna be two point oh. Of course they are. I don't know why I didn't notice that, but thanks or for pointing that out, Jeff. Gonna be, there's going to be run-ins by like Jake Hager or something, and this is going to somehow be extended. Oh, that's all we need. Well, anyways, talking about disgraceful, we get Death Triangle getting a promo, get a promo talking about the momentum they have. Yeah, and Lucha Brothers challenging Swerve in our glory holes for your tag team championships. Wow. As this is stupid booking, Jeff. The absolute stupidest booking. You just had these guys win your trio championships. Mind you, they were already ice cold before that. They were already opinion. devalued by the stripping right. of the titles, and now they're dev- devaluing it by targeting something else instead of... I mean, they're the ones who should have issued an open challenge. There's a lot of faction here. There's even a new one. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you want our belts? We're going to be a fighting team. Come out and get them. 
Jesus Christ, they were made to look like complete dorks in this whole thing. I mean, it starts with the loss because Swerve in our glory holes win by pinfall with ground zero from Keith Lee on Penta Alzero Miedo to retain the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I will say this though, Phoenix with an avalanche Spanish fly and Penta doing the destroyer on um, Keith Lee looked crazy. And then that's where the match should have ended. That was it. Really, that's where the match should have ended. Ideally. Right. right? But they didn't do that. I don't know. Uh, I didn't hate this match, but I didn't love it either. I just didn't see the point of it. I didn't see how it helped the Lucha Brothers once they won those titles. Uh, it only hurt does them. not. It, it's like it's like they gave like 80% of the roster the week off. And they said to the trust busters, you don't have to come. Dark Order, you don't need to come. Factory, you don't need to come. Wingmen, you don't need to come. Like all, all of these expendables. And like I guess if you're in, you're you're trying to get ratings, you want to put your your, you know your perceived best people on. Remind the fans that you didn't just have you know the elite and CM Punk. You had all these other people that, that are superstars. But then you you have them on to lose. It it doesn't. I don't know. It just it just doesn't make sense to me how the decisions here. It, it totally doesn't make. I mean, someone in that company totally looks at the. The, the triangle of bullshit, whatever they're called, right? The death triangle as a bunch of jobbers. I mean, clearly, they, they've got the, the trios titles and what a way to boost your trios championships but to have them lose to the tag team champions anyway, which right. already devalues your trios belts. What, th- does that mean they're just, you know, they're, they're worthless? Right. I mean, they're, they're nowhere near on the same level as your tag team champions. Right. They could have just cut a promo and said, we're going to issue an open challenge. We, we were inspired by Jungle Boy today, who we think of as <laughs> Jungle Man. And we're going to issue an open challenge starting next week. Anyone anyone who wants some, come get some. You don't even have to tell us who, who your three-person group, who your three person team is. All comers. And and it would have made them look strong and set up something for, for the future. Maybe it could have started at Arthur Ashe, or maybe they wait two weeks. I don't know. Or But, uh, you know. Um, whatever. So, sorry, Arthur Ashe. You know, have a surprise. People always wonder who they're going to bring in, who they're going to bring in. Maybe it's New House of Black and with a new third member. I don't know. Um, it's Stay! It's <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, and, you know, they have a deep roster, you know, so that uh, these guys can, you know, maybe they could have beaten Roosh and Andrade because there's nothing for those guys here. Um, they didn't. The Lucha Brothers have lost too much to lose again. I mean, sort of like Jericho, they've lost too much to feel special again. So you don't give them titles, then have them lose again to try to make them feel special again. <laughs> but it gets good. It gets even better though, because at the end of the match, Phoenix and Strickland, uh, sorry, post-match, the acclaim come down and tell Swerve in our glory holes to roll their asses to New York City so they can win the tag titles next week as Alex Marvez is trying to interview the Lucha Brothers. But I, w- I will say this, the acclaim are mega over, right? They are, they're ready, they're primed to win the tag championships. Surely they're going to drop the bouts next week to the acclaim. Probably. But let I can me see a swerve, though. And I agree with this, but the acclaim don't know how to be faces. So just because the AEW crowd pops for things doesn't mean it's over everywhere. The AEW crowd pops for just about everything. When the AEW crowd doesn't pop for things, you know you have trouble. And we're going to get to that <laughs> really soon. Um, but the acclaim, like, like Sammy Guevara doesn't know the difference between face wrestling and heel wrestling. The, the acclaim don't, don't know how to do the difference in character. Um, 
And listen, and Billy Gunn no. be there to teach them how, because he does know the difference. And he's but he's just enjoying the ride. He's like Christian. He's, Absolutely, he's he's working everyone. And you know what? Them three seem to fit for whatever reason. I just feel bad for his sons, man. Well, yeah. uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, really, think about that shit. In real life, would you be a little bit peed off if you are well, their kid? Well, I mean, yes, except, I mean, you know, one of the goals that the firm set forth is that the, the Gun brothers are going to be the tag team title. So if they claim are, are winning, this is storytelling. It's going to, they're they're still on that, that uh, collision Let's course. Hope. Oh, and, yes. Yeah, Long-term and, storytelling I mean, in AEW, definitely. I forgot. I mean, so the one thing that's going on in the women's division that's organic, that's not Brit and is not Jade, is that people seem to really be behind Jamie Hayter. I don't get it myself, but I can see it. And so you have to bury Tony Storm, and you need Brit to get the title again so Jamie Hayter can get the title off of Brit. It doesn't make sense to do anything else. They need to be put on this collision course because it's the only other goddamn thing that anyone cares about in the entire women's division. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right, Jeff. No, spot on. Spot on, 100%, man. And uh, <laughs> this this is going to get stupid now because Alex Marvez is trying to interview the Lucha Brothers, but Abrahantes walks them off as Pac takes offense to his phrasing of a bump in the road and says, they're the AW Trios champions and he's the inaugural All-Atlantic champion and he should put some respect on the name and mind his own business. And then, <laughs> I can't get over this. Orange Cassidy blindsides him and says, he won't be a double champion for long as we go to a break. Knocked Park. out like Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. Pat gets knocked out by one punch by Orange Cassidy. Who sucker An orange punch. Is and he's sucker punching. That's what baby faces do nowadays, don't you know? Like, who, who's the heel and who's the face here? Because I know they were trying to turn pack, but I guess they changed their minds with the, with the, the kerfuffle, with, with <laughs> the work. Um, yeah, so, right. they, uh, you know, pack even went out on the bad guy stage. So, but, like, Orange, Cassie, and Best Friends have been acting a little bit weird. Um, but they're always weird. Like, I don't know. Whatever it is, I, Orange, Cassie, to me, is a clown show. A clown show. Shout out Les Thatcher. I feel you, baby. Um <laughs> But uh, this this is, yeah, I mean, at least there's two people targeting the, this title. Um, but I don't know who the heel or the face is, so I don't know who's supposed to win. So who is Ethan Page supposed to face? But I damn sure would rather see Ethan Page versus Pac than Ethan Page versus Orange Cassidy. I'm with you, man, 100. Um, we get to the next matchup, which is between Athena and Tony Storm versus Dr. B. Baker, DMD, and Serena Deeb. For no particular reason... We have a tag match. Oh, right. Exactly. This, this, I mean, and the crowd went mild. Mild. Not wild. Mild. Completely mild. They don't care about <laughs> Tony Storm. They don't care about Athena. They don't care. About, they, they care about Britt Baker a, a little bit, and they, count, they care about Serena Deeb a little bit more than they care about Tony Storm and certainly more than Athena. But... You know, Brit, Brit is the is the most over out of them all. Um, this is worrisome. Uh, if you're Tony Storm, it's not worrisome if you're me because I always said Tony Storm's a zero and has no charisma and has only has crying and annoying as a character, and Athena's a zero. 
Um, well, Athena's a real deep zero, but in my opinion, I've never rated her, dude. Yeah, she has a deep zero. Um, I mean, she's female. She looks like female Taz. So like she's short and squat. <laughs> but at least Taz had something to him. You know, he had that mystique about him. Athena's got nothing. I don't know. I was never very impressed with Taz, to be frank. I really? mean, I, I remember was... CW. So when I saw him in oh. WWE, I'm like, this is Taz. This is that. <laughs> and that's that sort of how all of ECW. I'm like, I saw Sabu and I'm like, this is supposed uh, to be Mick Foley. Mick Foley uh, is like 6'4. <laughs> so, I mean, everything. Yes, I've always been a sizist and I always will. It's professional wrestling. It's, you know, give me uh, one Spider Man, but but most of the people should look like, you know, Luke Cage, Colossus, the thing, and the Hulk. <laughs> That's harsh, dude. I was a huge fan of Taz just quietly back in ECW. But yeah, anyway, um, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Serena Deeb win by pinfall with a folding press from Deeb on Tony Storm. And as you were saying before, we have some turmoil with Jamie Hayter. What's going on here? Because again, they've gone back to this. I don't have a clue what's going on. Is DMD and Jamie Hayter going to be cool? Um, Are they not? And I actually like this ending, uh, partly because the heels won, partly because I like Serena Deeb to get into a good wrestler who knows what she's doing. But I like this because Jamie Hayter did this for her own purposes, not for Britt. She doesn't need Britt anymore, but that doesn't mean that she's a good guy. It doesn't mean that she's a face just because the crowd's cheering for her. She's, she's, her goal is to still be Tony Storm. Britt's just someone that, that, you know, like Gautier said in his one hit wonder, just someone that I used to know. No, I, <laughs> I didn't help you, I hurt her whatever i mean they keep starting and stopping and starting and stopping with this sort of jamie hater Britt baker tony storm sort of thing right, well next the, the the now you can say but jeff how do you explain next week's fatal four-way match i can't i can't jamie hater should be in the matches but the only way i can explain it is that this is a way for tony storm not to be defeated but for Britt baker to get her belt back and then you can build to that jamie hater Britt baker uh collision where jamie hater i suppose you know if you want to you know i'm afraid you'll get another Big E, hangman page tony storm thunder rosa type of rain but uh you know but that's the collision needs to happen now whether they do a wwe and have roman still be drew mcintyre or go yeah. the other way and 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 see if jamie hater is someone that, that they can actually get some energy behind i'd probably try with someone else because i mean Britt and jade are already over but um that's what should happen next week. I, I that won't know. happen, though. Because it makes too much sense. It's, it's, I mean, right. that makes it's, no it's, sense that it was booked. It just won't happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. You can't have Tony Storm. Uh, look, because thinking of the way TK probably thinks, and I don't know this, but I'm just going by what I see, mm-hmm. he's going to be like, oh, well, I just gave the belt to Tony, you know, and I can't just take it straight off her because, you know, it's that friendship bullshit. You know Tony, what I mean? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Tony, you can take it off of Tony because... Everybody else was right. She she might be a good worker, but in the indies a good worker and, and on TV a good worker, two different things. She can't, you know, people like her at NXT UK, but they like everything also. They think Tyler Bate is a star. No, he looks like Tyrion Lannister. And they sent us the, the group that sent us JD McDonough. And then you brought her to NXT and she really didn't have much of a role there. So everyone could say, but she was great in NXT UK. Yay. Then you put her on the main roster. And the second you put her into her program, she cried and took her ball away. And everyone said, oh, my God, they put cake in her face. That's so disrespectful. Shut up. Everyone gets cake in face. (laughs) So so nobody's ever seen her on a big screen act, act as a character and have to be a wrestling 
personality. It's one thing to go in the indies and be the the baby face or the heel and just go and fire the crowd up and you know be the underdog baby face. It's nothing to be a prolonged, sustained TV character. And Tony just don't got it. So, you know, do you, do you think AEW has acquired a lot of damaged goods from WWE and they didn't realize yeah. it? Oh, realize it now. Tony doesn't admit mistakes. That's what I'm saying. So, because I truly think they did acquire a lot of damaged goods from WWE. Like mentally, they're not right after they're running WWE or whatnot. They're just, they're just not happy. They're not happy in AEW. I mean, I don't know. Look, it is what it is. But uh, we can we can talk about this all day and all night. But we'll see what happens. But anyway, post match, a furious Athena storms the ring and attacks the heels. Britt takes her out with a super kick and a stomp. And Baker has a chair. Jamie Hayter makes a save, but immediately attacks Tony with the chair herself. She has some words for Baker and leaves alone as Britt running after her and apologizing. And then we get smart Mark Sterling is backstage with Tony Nese and Josh Woods. They complain about Tony's loss to Wardlow last week and talk up Woods versus Samoa Joe on Rampage. Not much to really say. We already spoke no. about Jamie Hayter. No, yeah, no, they they move right off of that, and then you know, and forget that Woods was talking to Wardlow, and now he's challenging Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe was with being beaten up by you know, or was warding off Sanjay Dutt and crew, and that's no longer a thing again. No, <laughs> no problem, but shouldn't shouldn't he like you know beat someone in in, in the match and be done with it, or you know, I, I don't know, I don't I, I I don't understand it. I mean, it, again, if you're doing a reset, do a reset. That's why I call it an evil reset failure because it really was an evil reset and it was a reset failure which is double evil i agree 100 percent. this whole thing is just weird man I, I don't get it either but yeah anyway we move on finally to the main event and wardlow just quietly jeff must be on vacation or some shit since everyone's getting vacays now if you know what i mean seriously i mean though lots of people seem to be on vacation or were quietly non-renewed i mean are people yeah. ready to acknowledge that scorpio sky and lance archer no longer work for aw lance archer has come out and said he's going to be back in aw real shortly oh did he okay he did so aw is not part of his twitter account any longer okay oh interesting well he did say that so i don't know and yeah it okay. is what it is maybe he will be maybe he will maybe he will be as part of a new japan program <laughs> maybe no, sir, anyway, so I, I don't mean like TV program like like they're going to send like three guys from New Japan over for like you know I get you no no I, I totally get you and they totally killed him from the start from the second he walked into the doors of AEW they just killed him dude pretty much yeah I mean AEW is a promotion where big men are supposed to make little men look good yeah um, and there's been a few exceptions to that Brody Lee rest in peace absolutely uh, Miro for a short period of time Wardlow they tried and you know we they all know fucked it there it's not quite over yet but it's feeling very over I mean Moxie's not a big man but he's a regular sized man for wrestling so right. they, oh, they, absolutely they, they've done right by him I mean well we move on to the main event though Jeff because we get the American Dragon in Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho for your AEW World Championship Grand Slam tournament semifinals. Danielson chopping Jericho in the corner, mixing it up with alternating chest kicks across to the opposite corner. Keeping the pressure up, running corner drop kicks. He does a headbutt, gets a right hand in. Chris finding his way back at it while Daniel Garcia is just sitting there watching backstage. Dumping YTJ to the floor. Danielson with a wrecking ball drop kick. 
following it up with a diving knee off the apron the american dragon the american dragon posing for the crowd pulling jericho up posting him shoulder first with a hammerlock arm ringer posting him again as we go back inside with a missile drop kick up top again diving head but not enough as we get a fujiwara arm bar applied kicks to the arm ytj ends up ducking the buzzsaw and hits a german suplex instead a drop kick puts brian on the floor as jericho with a triangle plancher into a mounted punches as we go back inside palm strikes and into the ropes uh, danielson then straightens up and shrugs them off and starts trading chops we get a double crossbody both men down and out as we go to a break as we come back from commercial danielson goes up top jericho climbs to meet him and hits an avalanche frankensteiner in the aftermath brian gets a cattle mutilation locked in rolling chris over for a trapezius elbows as ytj catches his arm and levers him down for his own elbows brian straightens up and then they go back to trading chops jerko with a code breaker for two and both men are down and out brawling on the apron back body drop sends brian to the floor and then he starts clutching his ankle referee aubrey edwards checks on him as he takes his shoe off as we go to ringside doc- the doctors are checking on him jerko with a wild look in his eyes and he drops down to go to work on the injured foot smashing his knee into the post repeatedly as a ring post figure four back inside which reminds me of uh you know Brett the Hart. he does a shin breaker he connects walls of jerko is locked on shifting to a half crab into an achilles lock on the injured foot as brian is starting to get fired up crawling for the ropes jerko then drags him into the center and shifts to a spinning toe hold and forearms spinning the foot around wrenching it as dragon gets away and gets a pin for two danielson then screw figure four leg lock this time danielson screaming in agony trading punches to try and break the hold levering the leg grabbing the arm uh and then we get a omoplata applied as the crossface strikes to loosen to loosen jerko's head up the label lock and then he's locked in he wrenches it back chris is reaching fighting as brian fish hooks the nose and wrenches back to a higher angle as the american dragon brian danielson wins by submission via the label lock to face john moxley next week on dynamite um for those who are tuning in maybe to the live show late as opposed to you know if you listen to the download chances are you listen to the beginning so i'll just basically recap I thought this was a great match. I thought it was really good. Brian sold the hell out of that injury. Um, I, I thought it was well done. It's just, you know, it's hard to take Jericho seriously. I know he's Chris Jericho, but he's done a lot of losing in the last year or so, which is what he should do. But then all of a sudden he's supposed to be taken seriously in this, going toe-to-toe with Brian Danielson. Um, I just never bought for a second that he was going to win, that there was any part of it. Um, so, you know, but it was, but this was... This was the best part of the show as far as a match was concerned. I thought the best part of the show was Hobbs, personally, uh, before Starks got involved. Um, but, yeah, very good match. Good, Very good main event. Quality match on TV. This was better than their pay-per-view match by far. Um, and the stakes were higher. Well, there were stakes. Um, so I we're not talking about the, the stakes that you eat, just quietly. <laughs> right, the stakes as in you know, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what is in play is advancing to the tournament finals for the AEW world's championship 
not heavyweight because they don't have weight classes. <laughs> Um, they don't do that. It's not called the heavyweight championship, is it? Does it say that on the actual championship? No, they have no heavyweight title. Interesting. They have no have weight to look classes. into that properly. Wow. That's weird. I've got to look Which into that. Which is weird because the Ring of Honor championship is called the World's Heavyweight Championship. That is true. That is absolutely true. I have to pay to see if they've stopped calling it that, if they stopped, if they dropped the word heavyweight from it. Yeah, I've got to look into that. No doubt about it. But uh, got a pure on a TV, they don't, they don't have a lightweight or a cruiserweight or a junior's title either in Ring of Honor well yeah no you're right but here's my problem with this matchup and it's typical of the way an AEW match is always structured like it's always structured for one guy to be dominating the whole match and then to lose this always happens you know what I mean and it's exactly and this is exactly what we got between Jericho and Danielson I felt like Jericho was dominating and then Danielson wins Okay, listen, that, that, that's fine. And, you know, Brian, you know, doesn't exactly, you know, he works out of a hybrid style. I, right. I thought it was all fine. Again, this is better than the pay-per-view match. Well, but it was, sure, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a pro and a con to that. Like, people who pay for the pay-per-view should probably feel chipped. But, I mean, I guess when people work together more than once, then there's a, you know, it, it should get better. Um, but we never need to see these two wrestle again because Jericho really, I mean, Jericho is completely overexposed. When he's not wrestling, he's talking. He's commentating. Yeah, when he's not, yeah, when he's not doing that, he's commentating. When he's not doing that, he's doing a promo. If he's not doing that, he's supporting his his cronies, and he's got so many cronies, and and two of them are female that he's in like seventeen different programs. Like his his group is everywhere, which is weird because Jake Hagar never works. Um, <laughs> I mean, he shows up less than Roman Reigns. I mean, he shows up about as often as Brock Lesnar does. Uh, I don't. But it's just too much Jericho. And I know that Jericho probably feels a responsibility to try to carry the brand. But, like, I get that the first year. And maybe I get it in the last two weeks. But for the intervening two years, no, he didn't. He he should have stepped back and he should have been, like, a cherished attraction. But he's not. He's used as an everyday attraction, pretty much. You know what I mean? And he's an attention whore, like me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But well, he if he's happy anymore, because he's got the validation, I got nothing. I know, I, I know, but him. I still think, but yeah, but I still think he's insecure, though, Jeff. Who who calls me a racist for saying chimpanzees like trampolines? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not anyway, let's, not go, let's not go back to that. But um, I, what I wanted to say is, but I feel like he feels, even though people truly probably think he's the goat, right? There are fans out there that truly think that. Uh, to me, he's nowhere near the goat. I don't care what anyone says, right? Yeah, but whatever a great career but he's not he's absolutely he's out of my discussion for the go no fucking way give me a break right but hey we're gonna say it how we how it is that's the truth but for those people that do think he's the goat i mean come on so that's why i think deep down he knows that truly people just say that just to like you know touch him up a little bit but i think in his heart of hearts he knows deep down he ain't fucking top 10 material come on I think he probably thinks he's top ten material, but like he knows he's not the goat. He's just leaning into it. But you know, yeah, but I think, but it definitely tickles him that there are people who really think it. And if enough sure. people believe it, percep- perception becomes reality. I mean, now some people are calling John Cena the goat. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not the goat. But you know what? He's got a better argument than Jericho does of being the goat. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it depends what it depends how you rank these things. I mean, and it's silly because this is it's like the PWI five hundred thing. This is. Oh, this that was is, a bad top ten, mind you. Well, it's a it's a bad everything, but yeah, the top ten was was yeah very particularly bad. 
Um, it was but, never this bad. This year, it's shocking. Like the top ten is so off. But it's but it's it's just so unimportant because it's the 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 people who subscribe to PW Insider vote on this. Who do you think you they're going to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, not not Mike Johnson's PW Insider. Right, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So those subscribers are the people who voted on this. I don't know if the staff also votes on it, whatever. But, eh, I mean, you know, there's there's not even, like, you know, a criteria. If you have a world title that you recognize, you get 15 points. You know, it's... it's a, no, you, you know what my problem is with this? They recognize, like, the Ring of Honor World Championship almost, like, equivalent to, say, a WWE Championship and shit like that. And I think that's the problem. You know what I mean? And that's why you get some dumbass top tens. When really, there should be guys... Fair enough if they're red hot. Like, Kenny Omega went back in uh, 2016, 2017, was red hot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, amongst the, the community. Do you know what I mean? So There's like six or seven guys from New Japan in the top 20. That's all you need to know about these things. Well, New Japan's always going to have their guys in that. Look, Kazuchika Okada, to me, de- deserves to be top 10 material, though. Oh, fine. I'll give you Kazuchika, but they don't need seven guys there. I'm just sorry. That's true, too. I, mean, I agree. New Japan barely only operated half the year. That's true, too. So and that's why... It didn't make... So, the, yeah. And that's what doesn't make sense. Again, how are they in the top 10 if they hardly wrestled? Look, you saw Kenny Omega hardly wrestled, right? So he's nowhere near the top ten. Do you get me? So he was he was out with an injury for eight months, and he wasn't wrestling for a month before that. I mean, it's 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 stupid, and 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 you know the you it's 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 so not important to to you know to talk about on on the screen. I mean, but someone like El Hijo de del Vikingo. I mean, yeah, who the fuck's that? He's the AAA champion. He's the one who beat Omega. You know, when I guess they said we won our title back. I mean. Big you know, fuck. It, well, exactly. But I mean, the the, the big uh, Jonathan Grasham at ten. Yeah, that that is weird, dude. And that's that's what I was pointing out about the Ring of Honor Championship. Him being a ten, and that Mexican wrestler, whatever. No one, no one cares in the Western world about Mexican fucking luchador wrestling, really, man. Unless you're Mexican. I, I Let's be honest. But but you know if 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 he's the champion, I mean, you know, part of the year, Roosh was the champion, so he should have been 11, <laughs> you know. And, and Roosh had a was... pretty good year in Ring of Honor in that last, like, last year, in my opinion, anyway. Well, before he blew out his knee and missed the second right. half of, of 2021, but uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I guess that explains why Bandito was in the top 30, because he was the Ring of Honor champion directly before Gresham, but... And he had a long run too, right. pretty much. But none of it makes a bit of sense. I mean, Ring of Honor shouldn't have been considered a promotion during July to July. I mean, it, it really wasn't. I mean, it, it ceased up. They announced we're ceasing operations in October. Yeah, no, you're right. And to me, Bobby Lashley should have been number two at the very least. Well, I mean, you know me. I mean, it's I'm all, being serious. I, I know, but I, you know, Lashley at five, I think, is is a testament to just how good a year he had. But uh, I mean, listen. And was, uh, this will surprise, but I think Moxley absolutely should have probably been in the top six. He had a wow. great. He you know what this means? I think we need to do. <laughs> you remember how shows about AEW and WWE, Jeff? Yes, I do. Outside interference. That's right. I think we're due for a for a you know a mid a mid year type of uh, outside interference show. Jeff. Well, you are the creative one, so you'll have to come up with the show concept and, and get your staff together. Well, there's a lot to choose from this time <laughs> because there's a lot of fixing that needs to be done. 
And in many ways... You want to do a mid-year in mid I know, September. I know. What do we call this? Uh, the, the third quarter? You're going to call, you're going to call it the... Um, uh, what is it? The, the fall equinox? <laughs> well, no. Well, for me, it's the you spring. The so. equinox. <laughs> Can we call it the spring stampede down the under? Stonehenge awards or what? I don't know what we could call. We could call it the third quarter of um, of outside interference. The, the, the Q3 review? The Q3 review. I like that. EWC Q3? <laughs> yeah. Quarter three interference. Listen, you, you come up with a show concept, I'm, I'm sure I'll find a way to participate. Because with AEW... With AW, I truly feel like we've got a lot to like dissect, and even in WWE, they're not off the hook either, Jeff. I, I said it earlier. I got a lot to say about WWE. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy with a lot of things I'm seeing. You know, both on NXT and and WWE main roster. You know, uh, they, they're starting to get a little bit of Tony Khan disease. One, one, who's a who's a face? Who's a heel? Faces doing heel things. Heels doing face things. <laughs> people that are sort of mired in nothingness. People that you've sort of forgotten about. I mean. Cora Jade was a big, big deal. Now she's not a big deal. I mean, you know, what, 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 what's up with all, what, what's up with this? Lacey Evans, you know, all, all, you know, all those weeks of promos now, nothing. I mean, what, you know, I mean, I'm not complaining about all these things, I, but it sounds like I am. It's just, you know, something's bare, you know, deserves some sort of explanation. 100% agree with you. Jeff, in saying that, man, before we take it home, um, what do you think of the show overall anyway? What would you give it out of five if you had to rate it? A three? Two. Oh, two. Actually, yeah, easy. I'd say, <laughs> yeah, two. And a, Not even and, a two and a half. And in my mind, this is a go-home show. Oh, yes. Apparently, to Grand Slam, right? If you want to call it that. I'm telling you, they're not going to sell out that joint. Well, Arthur then, Ashe is not going to be sold out. And before no you way. know it, it's going to be time for full gear. And, and that's the thing we're trying to book week by week to make every show a special show because you desperately want to get over a million because you need that renewal money. Your, your pay-per-views, like All Out, they, they, they sort of get lost in the shuffle. They're no more special than, than any other week necessarily unless you're doing a gimmicky show like Forbidden Door, which is only going to be once a year. If if we can get another forbidden door, apparently we are, but yeah, we'll see. Well, if you're well, Jeff, Japan, I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, for sure, you know, because I'm sure they split that money fifty fifty, undeservedly so. But but you know, I, I believe that Tony's probably that kind of uh, this is called generous. Okay, maybe too generous to to <laughs> to an extent, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. Well, Jeff, Stokely would not know what to say in Taoism. That's true. <laughs> well, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. At MD. You can find me a lot of times on the PWC or some of these other fine networks as well. Um, uh, I'm also on Hammerlock Hangover, which is my wrestling podcast, co-hosted with Daddy Cool Stephen Pena. Next episode is our 100th. Woo! Um, wow. And my non-wrestling podcasts include Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is uh, apocalyptic. <laughs> It's a cult, esoteric, cryptid, pop culture. Well, not so much pop culture. Well, pop culture I like. Uh, things that go bump in the night. Garden views tend to be more topical. And shout out to the Drew Yari show once a month on my Olympic page. <laughs> shout out to Drew Yari. Um, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and at DJ Mass Effects. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. 
Also, subscribe to channelattitude.com for five bucks. You get to hear all of us talk all things AEW and in particular Rampage. And also, Hamin Media Group. In saying that, Jeff, I'm Jimmy T. Here's Jeff Lutman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network. See you. Know how bad Dynamite was? Sexy time. My dollar goes to age appropriate rebel. That's how bad Dynamite was. Whoa, whoa. Right. Stay evil, my friends. Whoa, we're going to take it home with this. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. And just quietly, Rebel ain't that bad, Jeff. Come on. She's a bit meaty. She's a bit nice. But you know what? Why is she even on this show in the first place? To get my dollars? I, I, I don't know. But normally, like, a wrestler or, or, or an interviewer or someone should get a dollar. But no, this, this show, was, I, I, had to go, I had to go deep to, to, to even find someone meritorious of a dollar. Deep? Yes. You had to go deep. Deep zero. This this whole show, <laughs> if we if we title them, this would be called PWC goes deep. Ooh, down under. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you swear you're you're about to swerve in your glory hole. <laughs> Maybe Rebels glory hole, but not mine. But anyway, ah, in saying that, see you folks. We'll see you next time right here on the PWC Network. See you.
Tag Team Championship is up for grabs. Swerve and Our Glory looking to defend against the former champs, the Lucha Brothers. I'm Excalibur joined by Tony Schiavone and Taz and Ray Fenix in a very difficult position, Taz. Yeah, he's locked up right here. Swerve's got him pretty good, but that's a nice counter with that off drag by Phoenix. A good interception stop by Swerve. Great call. Interception right in midair, Taz. Yes, sir. Fenix, no sense to the outside, hangs on to the ropes! He rocks Swerve with that back heel kick! Oh, shot, here comes Penta. Surprised Swerve didn't go for a tag that time. I think Swerve was two dazed, and now the sling blade to boot to the midsection. Swerve sends Penta in, and Penta counters the backstabber! Keith Lee coming in, trying to help his partner oh, out. Sling blade on, on that big guy! Uses quickness, Penta uses quickness advantage, and he had to. Now Swerve, though, springing in. Penta catches Swerve. He's got the pump handle, the thrust kick while the jaw was held open. They're gonna jet. Oh, 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 got caught. Phoenix got oh, caught. Made in Penta inside the ring. And oh, Skately lost through Penta. Excuse me, threw Phoenix into the pin by Penta. Like a freaking lawn dart. Just chucked him in there to use it. That was very innovative. I love it by the massive. Keith Lee. But Taz, typically that type of offense from Ray Fenix, that would neutralize the opponent on the floor. Yeah, no, true. Man, Pentadin had no clue what the hell happened, but that was wicked. And for a limited time, you can get EPAC cards from Upper Deck featuring some of the biggest moments from AEW's all-out pay-per-view. Visit UpperDeckEPAC.com before this Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, to get your hands on these rare cards. Fear Factor attempt, swerve. Lands on his feet, Swerve breaks free. Oh, what a right hand! Good job by Strickland. I like what he did there. Here comes the big man. The shoulder tackle. And again, <laughs> Keith Lee. Oh, what a oh. backbreaker! That's oh. what Keith Lee just said. Oh. Again? You want to dive at me again? And he did. He did a day for it. Hit him with a headbutt. Wow. Got the head the size of a Volvo. Yeah, he's, he's, just, he's just too much of a man. Now maybe looking for the swerve, stomp. Ray Fenix, oh, right hands, he's trying to fight his way out of it. Penta chopping at the leg of Keith Lee. The thrust kick knocks Keith Lee down to one knee. Great tag team match, great tag match. Oh! Springboard Spanish fly, Penta, uh-oh. Oh! oh! Gotta be kidding me! I don't believe it! Lord, so close, new oh. chip. I can't believe he just nailed Keith with the destroyer. Taz, an athlete the size of Keith Lee, oh. nearly 350 pounds, to come crashing down on his neck like that. That was absolutely, that was amazing. Holy smokes. And now, oh wait, Swerve sends Fenix crashing down. Keith Lee, what a counter. Oh, that's it. One, two. Was good. This match ends. Still, AEW World Tag Team Champions, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Say what you will about Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, they are fighting champions, and they fought uh -oh. all. Yo! 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 Listen! 
Swerve. If you ever interrupt my rap again, I'ma beat your ass. So keep doing what you do best, and that's nut-hugging every famous person you know. Get your boy Keith Lee, roll his ass to New York City, so that next week at Grand Slam, your uncrowned champs, the acclaimed, can become the World Tag Team Champions. Acclaim will be headed into Grand Slam with the home field advantage, but will it be enough? They get a cutter. He hits it. Oh, uh oh. Where he excels right up top. Got a cover. He might advance right here to the finals. Slow cover by Sammy, but oh, Moxley. Last possible moment. That's a championship kick out right there. That's a guy who's been a three time world champ. Knows to get his back off the map. Check this out. Guevara, double jump, and boom, nails it, but not enough to get the win. Once again, the balance by Sammy Guevara, we see it so many times, is astounding. Sammy looking for that GTH. He's got Moxley up on the shoulders. Moxley, oh, transitions into the Bulldog. Whoa! Oh, that's it. He set his hips to the sky, does Mox. Moxley is wrenching back, but Sammy, you saw, he snuck he his hip underneath. Transitioned. He's close. He's, he's very close. Oh, God, here comes those elbows. Oh, Lord Regal. Just pound away, Mike. My goodness. Pound away. Chopping meat right it. there. Chopping meat, Mox. The hammer and anvil elbows. Guevara. Oh, no. King Kong Larry. No. Spanish fly. Counter by Sammy Guevara. Counter. Deep cover. No. And that was close. The professionalism of John Moxley there, where he just reached up with that near hand and pushed that leg away. Otherwise, that would have been finished. Sammy Guevara was a fraction of a second away from walking into the biggest match of his life next Wednesday night, Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, AEW Grand Slam. He pulled that Spanish fly out of midair right moments after he was put in that choke. Amazing, his perseverance. And Sammy, though, slow to capitalize. Remember, he had a very physical match with Darby Allen on oh. Rampage, but... Moxley playing possible bit there on the map. Moxley. Oh, oh, oh Avalanche German suplex. Whoa. I think the referee needs to stop just checking. Oh, and hold on here. Oh, Tom Bello. Anna Jay. Yep. We saw. This affect the outcome of the match this past Friday night. Well, the referee is doing his job, Brad Strasburg. Yes, he is. You're right about last front. But now, well, now the ref has no choice. He's she got needs, it. He's threw that in the ring. She needs to get off the apron. Well, wait, wait a second. Time Mello behind the referee's oh. back. Oh, the low blow! The referee's doing his job. Never saw the low blow, but he's got to get out of Jay out of the way there. Oh, I think Mox is cooked. He's done. That is it, guys. The low blow. Sammy's going to advance to I can't believe it. Guevara can't believe it. Damn, I can't believe it. Lord Regal, I have to ask, how does Moxley transfer that one? You, 
Well, there's a certain technique you can do to pull them out outside yourself. I won't say any more. Right, oh, well, yes, well, any old pro knows that. Tess knows that. Absolutely. It helps a lot. Sammy Guevara could be thinking six. No. Senton Atomico. Nobody home. There's an opening here for Mox Regal. You know that opening's there. And he's that opening's gonna, he's gonna take it. He's gonna ride. Here we go. Oh, here we go. He turns the corner. Two. And wow. Sammy just shot his legs straight up in the air to get out of that. Pump the kick out of that. That was, was almost almost a version yeah. of Wheeler Unit seatbelt. Exactly. Both those arms, your wings are pink, man. It's tough to get off your back with that. Kudos to Guevara. Will I get cancelled if I call these two ladies harlots on TV? I don't know. Well, there's only one way to find out. Okay, there's only one way. I found out, haven't I? Sammy Guevara fighting up to his feet. Moxley saying, pour it on. Yeah, well, now this is where Sammy, he's getting a little ahead of himself, trying to go punch a punch. He's got slapped in a yeah, lip. Don't do that. Yeah. Look at those open hand shots rocking the head of Sammy Guevara. Sammy is damn near out on his feet. Oh, knee strike. The jumping knee strike catching Moxley underneath the jaw. The thrust kick on the point of the jaw. Sammy. This is it if he can. GTA, no. Moxley. Yeah. Oh. One, two, three. Wow. Is the winner advancing in the tournament, John Moxley. What a way to open up our program, guys. That's a hell of a match. A hell of a match, a hell of a win for John Moxley who is one step closer to reclaiming the AEW World Championship next Wednesday night at Arthur Ashe Stadium at Grand Slam. Massive victory. Sammy Guevara had a hell of an outing out here, not able to advance. Mox might be one step closer. Regal, you gotta love it to be the world champ. He's one step closer, here we go. That's it, once it happens, it's over, but incredible. Great counter. Moxley anticipated the GTH counter, landed the Death Rider, and punched his ticket to the finals at Grand Slam. Well, Lord Regal, you got one more man in the semis coming yes. up later on. And don't think that I'm not thinking about what happens if that man wins as well. That puts us in somewhat of a You see the physicality, you can hear it. Serena drops to one knee, swing and a miss. Athena springs off, but look at this, it's nice. Jujikatami. Beautiful in midair. Tremendous counter by Serena Deeb. Caught though by Athena, keeping that S grip to prevent the arm being locked out. She breaks the grip, does Deeb. Locked it out, you tear that bicep. But Athena rolls inward and hitting predicament. Serena though maintains control of the arm, even though her shoulder fired up from the canvas. She's stacking up, uh oh, look at the power here. Great strength. Tremendous power by the falling goddess Athena, but what a counter. A roll through Athena, the Meteora. That was nasty, smart to tag in Storm. Notice how Tony is not waiting. Tony Storm ascends to the top. Serena Deep to her feet, but the cross body. Look at, Look at the momentum shifted. Again, she is at one counter after another. A single leg crab by Serena Deep. Yeah, but smart for, you see Tony Storm flattening out. It's yes. tough to get that grip. With a kick to the chest from Athena. And now Athena hammering down, elbow strikes. Oh! Whoa! Good doctor put an end to that. And the kick to the head of Tony Storm. You saw Tony Storm just drop flat. And now the jackknife, one, two, no! Oh. Athena breaks it up. And what a landing right on the core. Of deep, but also on the court, Tony Storm as well. Yeah, well, she was on the bottom, bottom. 
Not the bottom, just the bottom, bottom, bottom. Right oh! 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 Athena sent hard into the steel steps. Tony Storm may have to fight this one alone. I agree, because Athena, Athena is out on the floor, out right now. Physical, physical tag match with these ladies. Serena has the champ set up. Could be looking for the deep talks. Nope, Tony Storm goes through. She's looking for the German suplex. Ooh. Serena lacing Wait the leg through, minute. and now Rebel up on the... And that now, put Britt's uh -oh. got a chair. But Britt Baker with the chair, the reversal, and now Tony Storm set face first in the chair. Unbeknownst to the ref. Britt Baker just exposed no. the evidence. Wow. Harry Winners, the team of Serena D and Dr. Britt Baker, D&D. Rebel had Paul Turner's attention diverted, and Serena D just, oh wait, Athena. Just pissed, I don't, I don't blame Athena. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got robbed. They, they absolutely got robbed in this match. And Tony well, they were outsmarted, but I understand you're saying robbed. And Tony Storm, though, still down after being driven into that chair. This was highway robbery, Taz. Yeah, no, it definitely was, but it worked by Brip. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. The stomp driving Athena's head into the mat. Wait a sec. Uh-oh, she got that steel chair, does the doctor. Oh, it's Hater, Jamie Hater. Jamie Hater's come in. Hater, who has not spoken to Britt Baker since All Out, and now, not a word, but actions mean a lot here. Oh! oh. What the hell? Hater, the chair limits it to Tony Storm, and now, the steal to the spine of the AEW Interim Women's World Champion. Even, even Britt Baker's surprised. But heated words exchanged between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. We heard Britt saying to Hayter, and I said I was sorry. But wow. I mean, I... Tony, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the apology was accepted by Jamie Hayter. No, not, it was not at all. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.